0: important to realise that they have to do homework and they have to do some missions. There have been apprentices that have maybe struggled with that. We're here to support. We want them to be successful. Our industry needs electricians.
1: It's just a career. It's the opportunities that I can give you in life. I didn't have this. I don't know what I'd really do.
0: Going through this four fear, I, I can and say that I, I enjoy it. We're not looking for superstars. We're looking for apprentices that are dedicated and committed to the cause to become qualified electricians.
2: Welcome back to Sparks Remarks. This is our third episode and this time we've decided to get the other side of the coin. We are speaking to an employer as well as an apprentice. Barry, why did you think that this was a good idea?
3: I thought coming to somewhere like Arthur Mackay, who is a big supporter of the apprenticeship, uh, and that really goes from day one right through to the FICA. They really do support the apprentices really well. I thought it would be a good idea to find out from an employer's point of view, what they expect of apprentices during the apprenticeship.
2: That's a great way to look at it, actually, because then people know exactly what they're getting into. So we're really lucky today we've got Joshua Jones and we've got Mike Stark. So let's hear what the experience is like from both sides.
3: Hi, my name is Joshua Jones.
1: I'm 24. I've been working with Offerbuck for four years now and I'm a fourth-year apprentice. How's it going? Going pretty well, I'd say. Near the end of my apprenticeship, I did sit the recently. Unfortunately, I did fail, but I take the positive of it. I passed six of the seven stages, I'm sure. And I'm resetting it next week. And I've only got one stage to pass, so that should be me qualified, hopefully.
2: Do you need to reset the whole seven stages then? Or just the one?
1: No, you only have to sit whatever you failed, which is quite good.
2: That is good. That's a relief. (laughs) So you're nearly there. (laughs) Yeah, nearly there, (laughs) yeah. So you were 20 when you started your apprenticeship. Yeah. So what made you go into this?
1: Well, originally, I left school in sixth year and then I'd done fitness for two years at college. Still a good career, but it just wasn't for me because I feel like with that, you had to get up every day and have a smile on your face. I've had, like, a bad day. It's kind of hard for me not to show it. So after that, I wasn't sure what I um, wanted to do, to be honest. I had no idea. Everyone says it's quite good to get a trade in that. I was a wee bit worried because I'm a bit on the older side, but now, later on, like, i found out that quite? doesn't really matter what age you're at. You just need to keep your head down. When I was 19, I applied for a pre-app course but originally, I applied to be a plumber. Originally, because I thought being an electrician was a bit too, a bit too massy. I guess luckily the course was full, so I would never gone to the course. So I thought, well, I need to do something because obviously the academic year's about to start. So then I applied for the pre-app course on my electrical installation, and I got in, and i had done that for a year. So I wouldn't—it's all the typical story of like I've oh, well, always dreamed to be an electrician. I am just kind of fell into it, but obviously I'm glad.
2: Do you know what? I think you've, <laughs> I think you've chosen the better of the two. Yeah. Imagine plumbing. So you went into first year. What did you expect?
1: I wasn't sure what they spent All the time I ever knew anything about electricians is when you search on Google, and it's just a lot, of, a lot of wires and that and stuff. All the thing I knew about is obviously we done physics in school, so I know it's a bit like Ohm's law and formula and stuff. It's a bit nervous going to your first day. You sit in a class, and then you get asked like, to introduce yourself, and I didn't really know what to expect. Obviously, I was it on the first day, and that they went through the health and safety and gave it gave us an overview of the course. So I was just very open minded.
2: That's cool. Yeah. A bit of a leap of faith.
1: Yeah, definitely. <laughs>
2: And did you get on with your classmates? Was that a big part of it for you?
1: Um, yes, my class was very mixed. You do get some young people that are a bit more immature, but it wasn't too bad And you get people like me a bit older or even way older than me. So it was a good mixture of people, but luckily my class wasn't too bad and everyone was wanting to be there and they got on with the work.
2: Did you find the workload difficult?
1: Yes or no, especially at the start I didn't, because the work is always going to be a wee bit easier and it does progress and get a bit harder. But the workload was a bit difficult at times, especially with COVID coming in. So I did try my best. Sometimes the work did get on top of me a bit, but I did catch up eventually. So it was a bit challenging at times, yeah.
2: Did you use your fitness as an an outlet?
1: Yeah, to try and manage it, yeah, I did.
2: Lots of running and lots of weights and things to try and keep the mental health good. It's a good combo. Mm -hmm. So let's switch over to
0: you. Hi, I'm Mike Starr, Director of Data Networks at what was formerly known as Arthur McKay's. I'm now a talent service. I've been with the business 39 years and part of my role is to help and support the coming electrical apprentices.
2: 39 years
0: yes. oh, you must have seen it all well I've seen many changes <laughs> people talk about managing change I think I'm an expert in it if I'm honest with you
2: <laughs> so how long have you been in charge of apprentices then out of these 39 years
0: I would say in the last 8 years when FICA got introduced as the final exam for apprentices obviously the industry there was a struggle for apprentices so the business asked me to take on the role to support them and help them yeah it's been the last 8 years has been very interesting
2: Can you summarise the difference over the last eight years? Have you seen any trends amongst apprentices?
0: I think it's good to see the positive reaction to the support they've given. You know, a lot of people don't like people interfering, but it's great to see the apprentices getting that support and taking that support on board. I think that's probably the most positive thing of it all.
2: That's great. I think everyone needs a bit of support at whatever stage of career they're at, but particularly apprentices being young. So what kind of support do you give them?
0: Our support starts right at interview stage. So basically, we open our portal the first Monday back in the new year. It's open till the end of April. So obviously, apprentices can apply online. Sometimes if they have an issue with the portal, they can email me direct and send their CV in, which gets considered. And then when the portal's finished, we have a month of reviewing all the candidates. We then choose for the correct candidates. And it's a scoring matrix. We also look at their... Nat 4 and Nat 5 making sure they've got that, maths and physics. We then look to see if they've done the pre-apprenticeship course. And I would just like to say that that's been a real godsend to the industry. Certainly pre-apprenticeship course, you can see the difference in candidates because they've had that 19-week duration of learning about what an electrician is. So they've done that and then if they've done any work experience and then looking at what they do for activities. We score it from there and then we interview from there. So it's not a matter of random choosing. We have a sequence in place. We're very, very supportive in making sure the apprentices know when they come along for the interview that they're virtually going back to school. And that makes them look back and say, oh, right. So it's always starting at the bottom of the ladder, going up to the top, it's like snakes and ladders and coming back down again and starting again. You know, we don't want people to come along and expect that they're just geared for the free ride type of thing. They've got to learn. And it's really important to realise that they have to do homework and they have to do submissions. but Obviously, one of the bad trends that we have found and we've managed to sort is the realisation of homework and making sure that submissions are meeting the deadlines. We've actually been quite strong in the last 12 to 18 months on that because there have been apprentices that have maybe struggled with that. And it's, again, making sure when they've got their one-file reports, you do comments on them and you're always there to support them. Put your mobile number on the actual one-file if you need any support and guidance, get in touch with me. We can help out from there. And um, do they? Some of them do. Some of them hide into a wee cocoon because they're embarrassed. It's again, you're realising that we're here to support. We want them to be successful. Our industry needs electricians. So that's where the apprentices come from. So it's encouraging them to make sure they learn. Not everybody can learn everything first time. As Joshua kindly said there just now, he failed his speaker, But he knows what he done wrong. And it's that second time you'll know what to address you'll past successfully.
2: That's amazing. I think a lot of industries could benefit from that level of support, to be honest.
0: I think one of the things to touch on the FICA again we do is we have a FICA session, our own in-house one, where we bring the apprentices in maybe fortnight before they go for the FICA. And we actually take them through the whole scenario. Don't get me wrong, it's a 122-deck slide of presentation, but... I'm maybe being a bit biased here but I think it's very very helpful and there's only one person that can answer that and that's the apprentices
2: So I'm imagining Joshua four years ago and you walked in and you had your interview was this your experience?
0: Yeah no it exactly
1: was I'm not as agreeing. it is truly because Mike was actually the person to interview me way back four years ago but obviously I thought the interview went quite, quite well it was the only interview when I really thought I got on with someone the you year apprenticeship like it is difficult, but it's not impossible. You just need to keep your head down, and the hardest part is keeping your head down. You just need to try and stick into it. Because with, with certain things with me, which quite it was difficult, I feel like the stuff in class was fair enough. I think for most people, like Mike said, it's, it's the homework. Because when you're in class, you're in the environment, you have to do the work anyway. But lots of people that I've noticed in my class, not just myself, a lot of people struggled on, is when they go home and then I have to put the work in, the expense their own free time in it. So, but like apart from that, it was, the rest of the pretty fine.
2: So when you say using up your own free time, yeah. that's where I can see the temptation to not do the homework coming in. But how much are we talking? Is it an hour a night? Is it a couple of hours at the weekend? Can you kind of summarise?
1: It's it's dependent on the data you're at, but I, I would say the first year years maybe an hour a night. Later on, that's maybe an hour or two a night. But like, I would say an hour a night if you do doing it in most days. But most people are not going to do it in most days, and that. But I would say about an hour a night you could you could probably do it.
2: That's manageable after yeah. a day's work, yeah yeah there's still time to go to the gym yeah exactly <laughs> <laughs> and how did it feel for you because different personalities respond as you said some people like the help some people hide away how did you feel when you got your supervisor's mobile number were you like am i going to use this
1: mm. I, I don't think i really contacted Mike that much or anyone that much because i think i usually i just got on i got maybe I had one or two hiccups but apart from that i was fine but i was a bit curious and a bit worried why i'm getting the phone number but no it was fine
2: I think, I think I would have quite liked that as I was going up in the ladder someone to just be like am I doing this right? Can I can you yeah. help me with this? <laughs> and what about your colleagues? Did anyone not stay the course or has everybody kind of made it to the, the fourth year?
1: I would say maybe one or two people never made it I go for different reasons but most people I think just got the work done in that
2: And what motivates you because this sounds like law work mm-hmm. what motivates you to give up your free time and stick in there? And Yeah
1: No of course it's it's just the career it's the opportunities that I can Gave you in life. didn't have this. I don't know what I'd really do. It's a career, a good opportunity. And for me, going through this whole year, it's actual, I, I can actually say that I, I enjoy it. Even though before I, when I first started, especially with the workload, I, I couldn't see that at all, enjoying it. But um, well, it's good that obviously I've met people and that made, even could even say I've made friends. And it's a, Like I said, it's just a good career path that could lead on to other things. Travelling, work up, in the business, all sorts.
2: What What's your plan?
1: My plan is just to stay put where I am because I feel like it's still a lot to learn.
2: yeah. Oh, yeah. And it sounds like you've got a great framework to learn in.
0: Yeah, no, that's what I do, yeah.
2: Joshua's a star pupil, isn't he?
0: <laughs> no, no I'll I'm, I'm be honest with you, would you call it? Collectively, we, we as management do see a lot of potential in a lot of our apprentices. I think the fairness to say in that is that not everybody can be a superstar. We're not looking for superstars. We're looking for apprentices that are dedicated and committed to the cause to become qualified electricians. Don't get me wrong, you know, we have had apprentices in the past that have got become apprentice of the year, which is really good. We had a couple in Scotland, but we've also had a couple down south as well because we're a national company. I think Joshua has been a staff pupil and I think once he becomes qualified electrician, then obviously the horizon is his. You know, I can see him becoming obviously a charge approved electrician and moving his career on. And I would like to think it will still be with us, yes.
2: Well, it's great you've got opportunities at all levels, don't you? Like you're supporting them right at the, from the start, and then obviously as they grow, there's all sorts of opportunities.
0: Yeah, one one of the things for me, I always go back to you're interviewing people, and you know you you see the individual, and you interview the person that's there. We've got a couple of questions within our of interview process, and some of them, you know, the proudest achievement. What's your proudest achievement? They all talk about football and driving, but you get people that come in and go, I saved my sister's life yesterday. And you think, mm, what? And obviously, you know, we've got to think about there's personal things happening day in and day out with everybody, you know, including the apprentices. But I think as well, you know, one of the questions is why should we give you a job? And many people that say, because I want your job, you think. Great, brilliant, that's what you want to hear. Because at the end of the day, we need replacements. As life goes on and businesses go on, they need replacements as they go on.
2: Yeah, that's amazing. And you must be really proud of what you've built here then because that's been a lot of investment.
0: yeah it has been. I think, as I said earlier on, we don't do for superstars, but when you get them, it's great when you get the recognition. I think really, you know, to see apprentices pass their feet a first or second time is brilliant because, I said earlier on, nerves come into that part of it. And it's great to see them progress. I remember the day I did interview Joshua. He's sitting here just now and he's in stage four and hopefully next week when he's reset, he'll, he'll pass it. Actually, being one of the things to say about it as well, I say to the apprentices, this is a five-way tag team. That's how I d- demonstrate it. It's a company, it's a college, it's sect, it's the training officers, and the most important one's the apprentice. And if these five work together, then there's great success and of moving on. But if one drops out or doesn't have the same input as the rest of the other four, then it becomes a struggle.
2: That's a really good way to look at it, yeah. And it sounds like everyone is on board with that and you've not had any resistance by the sounds of things, or have you?
0: I wouldn't say we have had resistance. You know, not all the apprentices are at the same level. So you've got to educate and you've got to support individuals more than others. You know, we've had apprentices that have really struggled in the stage one, mainly because, as I said earlier on, you've got to put the effort in. But the great thing about that is that individual passed which you got stage one with the skin and the teeth They're actually flying now in stage two And they're now past stage two You know, no issues at all And now into stage three So, you know, just that little bit of nurturing And going and talking to them And understanding if they've got any personal issues You're not prying into their own private life But you need to know Is there a stumbling block there That they actually is holding them back And then going to support services like HR And getting them to engage with them To give them support You know, you can put your arm around them and cuddle them we're all quick enough to kick them up the backside, but <laughs> you've got to give them that support as well. We've actually had an apprentice that's had a really hard time in the last two years personally. And he actually was in on Friday to see me and we had a chat about his fika, et cetera, et cetera. He says, yeah, How's the training going? He says, great. i great, not trained for a while. And we had a bit, of, a bit of banter in that. And it was great to see him walk out the office with a smile on his face. But previously, you were having to console him.
2: That's amazing. Yeah, because it's a. It's a lifelong profession being an electrician. It's going to take you, as you said, take you anywhere that you want to go. Yeah. And it's the person that you become in that process as well.
0: It's it's understandable. There is danger. You know, I always say to the apprentices when they start, there's three utilities that come into your house, water, gas and electricity. How do you know there's water when it's pouring out the pipe? How do you know there's gas? You can smell it. You can't see, you can't smell electricity. You only know the danger is when you touch it, when you shouldn't be touching it. So it's understanding it's... The most severe of the three utilities. Gosh, that's quite sobering. That's why we teach them so much. Well, again, it goes back to safe isolations and all that. All part of this training. Doesn't matter what age they are; they need to understand it because there is a risk.
2: And have you had any funny moments over the years with your apprentices that are repeatable <laughs> on the podcast?
0: I think it's more pleasing than funny. I think they've got to be a serious side to this because of the dangers, as I said there just now. But more pleasing when you see apprentices that are struggling for whatever reason and from there then you can actually support them and obviously get them through their career. So funny ones nah not really if I'm honest with you. No, no. Well, Which is unusual for me because everybody knows me. I'm usually a Jack the lad and did you call it, you know always looking for a fair bit of banter. But it's just good when you greet the barry and you find out that they've passed. I think that's the most pleasing thing. Yeah. You know, for that you're like a proud father. Yeah, probably mauler cuddle them sometimes, but I'm always there to give my kick up the backside when needed, you know, because I think that sometimes it is needed. has had that in his in his four years, you know. Joshua went through a bad wee patch, but anyways, come out the other side. when he's a man he is sitting there just now in front of us.
2: Well, let's ask him about that kicking. <laughs> what have been the best parts and the worst parts of the last four years?
1: The worst parts. Would I say the workload? Of, the workload, not generally, was bad, but it's just generally because of COVID because you can't plan for that. So that was very stressful to be honest with yeah. the because i think i was nearing the end of my first year going into my second year and as in your first year there's quite a bit of practical you have to do in in the workshop so you're, just, you're learning all different types of wiring systems and containment and stuff um and because uh, covid happened at the tail end of that we couldn't do it so basically oh, throughout the year the first year when you do any practical work you log it in your i think it's your workshop po- on portfolio obviously you just do a drawing of what you've done and you explain it and basically you get asked questions in the booklet how you installed it you just have to answer it but obviously both some of the questions or some of the parts of the book we couldn't do it because of COVID so we have to stay inside the lecturers obviously would give us a helping hand on that but it's very difficult we don't even know the real have done it in the first place in first year and second year you do a project at first year you'd wire a bungalow so you do it and then in the second year is how you would do the wiring for a warehouse which is on a bigger scale so intense it's trying to start it out without being in college because we were on the Teams app. So trying to learn through that means was kind of difficult. But apart from everything else, that's been quite good, I'd say. I think the structure of everything has been fine. With like the workshop portfolio that we've done, with the projects, the projects are good. It like, gives you a good scope of what you're going to do in the future when you work for yourself, a company, whatever. And again, with the build-up to the FICA, or your big final assessment, all the resources we were given were more than adequate. From obviously, I've been quite lucky with with Mike and I, with the company I worked for. They have give you a big helping hand, which was massive, and also set themselves with the one file stuff that you can look up online. I mean, you, they've got videos, and like you don't have to really worry about anything about. They get you prepared for your say pretty well. There's, there's nothing more bad about that. On the good side, again, that that's fine, and then I think that's basically it. Yeah.
2: You've not had any uh, wind ups on the on the job or
1: anything like. Oh that? No, yeah, no. Obviously, there is going to be lad behaviour. For me, in my, in my experience, obviously working on a site is a certain type of environment, it's not going to be for everyone, and that's why I do recommend doing like, maybe the pre-app course because after the pre-app course, you do get to go into some work experience. I worked for Nicholson Brothers, where I think we're working in on some like five-room hotel that was building up. I go, I got put with a that was good in that with the work experience, it gets you prepped. Yeah, and I think for like the I guess the banter of the the social hierarchy, it is a, it is a bit different because there's a bit of a social hierarchy like, with like. You saw it as an apprentice and that, then your yeah, you your proof, your charge hands and that. So I will say it is, it's so not everyone's cup of tea. For me, it's kind of fine, obviously, because it, it will be, so I guess, easier for men as well, but I wouldn't discourage women because obviously I think times are changing and I, I have worked with a few women and they've seen more than fine and comfortable. And I, I will say to everyone, like, don't be afraid to do it. But just keep your head down and keep working And yeah, but I've not really experienced anything too bad. No? That's brilliant. Yeah.
2: So hopefully next week you'll pass your FICA. Yeah. Have you thought that far ahead?
1: No. no. <laughs>
2: I try not to be yeah. too superstitious about it. If I came back to you in five years,
1: mm-hmm.
2: what do you think you'd be doing?
1: Still be an electrician, I'd hope. Be- maybe being approved, obviously still with the company. I'm not sure where I would want to go after that. I don't know if I'd want to go like, higher up than approved or still. Do. I guess like I've never known. I've never really thought that far forward. But I'd still just be tr- trying to improve myself. I would be taking any opportunity I can take improved though because obviously, even once I'm qualified, like again, when, once you've left school, like Mike said about people, when they, when they come to join the company, you have to realise you, you are going back to school basically. So same again as once I'm qualified, I'll, I'll always still be learning. So I think, I don't know what my end goal would be, but I just thought working up to being 30 or whatever, I would just be taking an opportunity that I can to improve myself, gain more qualifications, and just keep on learning,
3: I'd say.
2: Amazing. <laughs> Interesting, it sounds like Joshua has a really bright future
3: Yeah, it's great to hear from him and obviously hearing from Mike the support that's laid on for him and there really is a, a bright future for Joshua
2: We've got such a great framework here I would feel really supported I think if I came and worked here as an apprentice
3: Absolutely, Mike's always on the end of the phone for the apprentices and also the training officers work alongside He's probably got about three training officers that he deals with but they all work well together Mike's always at the end of the phone you will pop into the college if need be or set up meetings at the office.
2: Yeah, and it sounds like the apprentices are taking full advantage, which is great. So it was really interesting. Thanks for suggesting this today, Barry.
3: Great. No, that was uh, sounded really good. Hopefully it will inspire other employers to think about taking on an apprentice and the benefits that it would give to the company.
2: Definitely. It sounds like a great system to me.
3: Yeah, if any employer's interested in taking on an apprentice, please uh, contact us through our website. That's www.apprentice.com sectt.org.uk. That's set.org.uk. And you're also on social media as well. And find us on Facebook and Twitter.
2: It's called X Now Barry.